Good day, all you beautiful people. I am your host, Chris Champagne. This is Toaster Tubby Time, and I am medicated for your amusement. beautiful people and welcome back to toaster tubby time as always this is your host chris uh and again i am joined in the background by my little puppy daisy who just happens to be taking a little nap on the couch so good for her (laughs) okay so we're kind of back to uh organized chaos uh organized rambling um and this episode i kind of want to pay special homage uh, two fathers. Um, you know, my father was, and I've talked about him a lot in the past, uh, between Superman and, you know, just everything that he's done for me. My father's been just a huge influence on my life. Um, he's taught me so much, like infinitesimally so much, um, just about (laughs) between life and, uh, construction and electrical and plumbing and you know all this shit that I don't have to now pay for a freaking contractor to come for little shit <laughs> you know if I need to change a plug or if I need to uh, switch out a light I'm not hiring somebody and paying a stupid fee I can just get up there and do it myself which is to me fantastic because I like to save money <laughs> okay so yeah um my father has always been just, he's been a hardworking man uh, his entire life. Um, and I, I have a weird and not weird, just a funny and interesting story um, about a lot of uh, the predecessors of what we have now. So um, I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But, you know, uh, just, you know, thinking about my dad and I just think about how he taught me to be a good person and he taught me to be a good citizen. He taught me to you know, to help people who need help. And I mean, that's just, that's the epitome of who my father is, is pretty much whenever anybody needs help, it's, he's the guy that you call. Uh, he used to have little business cards when I was younger. They were, and it said, call Paul. Uh, yes, my father's name is Paul. Uh, but it was like, call Paul. It had a little superhero guy on it and had his phone number, uh, just in case anybody needed help with stuff, um, handyman stuff, and he was incredibly good at it. Uh, we just, today, it's Thursday, um, we just today finished doing all the trim, and well, he just finished doing all the trim in our breezeway. Uh, he got here before me, so by the time I got home, it was just little cut-in stuff that he was working on, but you know, he is very good at that stuff. He is very, very talented. Um, but yeah, going back, you know, my father, father was a, oh, was always a hardworking guy. Um, you know, as younger, he worked at a place in town here called Banner Bowl. Uh, it's now, I think it's called Apple Valley Bowl or who knows what it is. It's gone through so many different uh, changes. He worked at, uh, our kind of localish Masonic care doing maintenance stuff. Um, and then he worked, he ended up working for Otis, um, just 
kind of all over the place. He ended his tenure there as pretty much the uh, the building manager. You know, everybody kind of knew who he was. He was responsible for getting all the tools for the uh, for the warehouse guys who needed to build crates and shit like that. Um, but yeah, he he he's always been working as long as I've known him. He's still working. He uh, he's working at our local uh, community services now, doing that kind of stuff. So. Like I said, he's he's always been a hardworking guy, and that's something I've always taken to myself is just, you know, be a hardworking person, get through what you got to get through. You do it uh, because, you know, the end result is that you have something that you're proud of. Um, so, yeah, that is something that I've always taken uh, from my father. It's a lesson that I've learned that is very important to me. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely something that, is a huge uh resounding thing in my life uh my father never really uh shines for the spotlight he prefers to be the person behind the scenes who's kind of just making stuff go um you know he keeps the he keeps that shit moving <laughs> it just because there's always somebody in the spotlight and there's always somebody who's got to keep that shit going to make sure that the person in the spotlight looks good. And my dad was that guy. He kept that shit going to make sure everything was good. Um, so the the funny and interesting little story that I have here uh, about what we have now for technology, um, and, and this is super interesting, and you can look it up. It's real shit. Um, when my dad worked for Otis Elevators, he worked for Telecom for a while. And he, he with Telecom, he ended up having to travel out to a lot of different sites and whatnot. Um, and what Otis did, and this is pre, this is when cell phones were like bricks, uh, the star tech and all that shit. There's no such thing as texting. Uh, people have pagers. <laughs> you get a page of shit. Um, and one thing that he did do a lot of is, uh, testing with these devices called KDTs. Um, it was, I'm trying to think of what is roughly the size of it um it, it's it was a box it was probably like four by six by like an inch and a half big so it was like a, a fuck i can't even think of what it would look like I'm, I'm looking around the basement here trying to see something that i can compare the size to but i have nothing here that will do that um but yeah it was basically these devices they were keyboard it looked like a miniature computer it was just had a tiny screen and a keyboard. Um, and with this KDT, with this little device uh, created by Motorola, they were actually, we were actually able to, you know, he'd be across the country for something and we could actually send him messages. So this was like, this predated old school texting or this, I mean, it was old school texting, it predated current uh, T9 or even the current like smartphone texting where you have all that abilities to, you know, type everything. It was a full keyboard. It had a little screen. Um, you know, it almost looked like, <laughs> it almost looked like a label printer. Um, but yeah, it was, it was something that was really, truly fun. And, uh, the reason that they had that is, uh, these things had fantastic signal, uh, <laughs> better signal than probably most cell phones have now, which is funny. Uh, but they had these things basically for, the elevator mechanics, uh, when they were out on the field, uh, the, and I worked at Otis briefly, so I know kind of, 
<laughs> what it's like. And you, you basically they had dump terminals. You send, you get a call, and then you send a service request to the. Um, you send a service request over to the technicians on the field and they got their request via these KDT things. So they were able to get these things even down in like the well of a elevator. You know, they could be down in the basement where the, uh, in the very bottom of it where all the crap and oil and shit is and you could get a signal there. So, uh, like I said, these things predated cell phones, but they had better signals. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of miss that. But aside from that, no. Um, uh, yeah, so my father has has just been a huge influence to me. He's a, he's a very good guy, very honest guy, very hardworking guy. Um, a, he's a very quiet man. Um, I will say, he if you meet him, he's not quiet. <laughs> he, he, has, uh, he has plenty of jokes to tell and to spread around. Uh, but that being said, you know, when it came to getting the work done, he was very kind of quiet and keep his head down. And, you know, if there was something that needed to be brought up, he brought it up. But, you know, aside from that, he's not going to be the guy complaining about bullshit. He's just, you know, he'd complain about it after the fact because almost anybody would. And to say that he'd never complain about it is just saying that somebody is not even fucking human because everybody has some gripe about something. Uh, but no, during the time that he's doing the work, he just fucking put his head down, fucking plowed through and did the work that he needed to do. And he's, he was very good at it. And, uh, you know, this is, these are all just lessons and, um, things that I've taken from my dad that I, I try and project into my day to day life. So to my father, I really want to say thank you very much for that. Um, for all those lessons for, you know, for everything that you've given me, um, for everything that you've you've ever done for me, um, another story. Uh, when I was living on my fr- in my first apartment, I was living with a roommate, and my roommate was kind of a piece of shit. Um, but my piece of shit roommate, I'm gonna say probably we we got evicted because my piece of shit roommate didn't pay her half of the rent. It sucked, but I'm gonna say I I, I was able to find myself a new apartment on my own. <laughs> not with her on my own. I was able to find my own apartment. So I had pretty much a moving day. It was probably about a week or so before I moved, maybe two weeks before I moved. Um, I came home one day and just the, the apartment was a fucking wreck. It was trashed. Um, they looked like somebody had broken in. Um, you know, they went in through one of the windows and a bunch of my, uh, you know, my computer was, my laptop was stolen. Uh, a bunch of my movies were stolen. My TV was stolen. My DVD player and my VHS player were stolen. Uh, I was just a big, uh, no, I didn't even have a DVD player at the time. It was just a VHS player and that was fucking stolen. Somebody stole my VHS player with a bunch of my fucking movies. So, uh, you know, fuck them. Uh, and I know exactly who it was because, uh, as a sidebar to this story, when I called the cops, the same cop who, you know, my roommate had come home first and called the cops, um, same cop who my roommate had gotten to talk to came and, you know, got kind of like an inventory of what was stolen from me. Again, a guitar, um, just a bunch of shit. And when, when I was talking to him, he was like, yeah, your roommate said that this was stolen. This was stolen. You know, TV was stolen. And there's something hit me in the head, you know, not actually physically, something like a light went off in my head 
like a very dim light and I just had to focus on it. But, you know, I'd talk to the cop. I was, you're not in a, in the right frame of mind when you get home and your house has been robbed because it's just a huge fucking invasion of privacy. Uh, okay. And you know, long story short, what my roommate said was stolen. I actually found the pawn tickets for, she had pawned it like a week before. So yeah, they were after her and she boogied, but, uh, moving on to my new place, I was Novemberish when I moved in. Um, and my dad, one night he called me, he's like, Hey, you want to go out, uh, you want to go to Walmart with me? I uh, got to go Christmas shopping for your mom. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So I go out and I go uh, Christmas shopping with my dad. <laughs> and we're in Walmart. We're in the uh, in the electronics section. And he's like, yeah, I'm thinking of getting your mom a DVD player. So we're looking at DVD players and blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. We're going to need a new TV. Um, and the guy, and this is back in the old days where you get a, <laughs> where they were pushing the whole thing of, when you get a DVD player, you got to get a TV player, uh, TV that's the same brand because otherwise it's not as good. But if you have the matching brands, they work just as good. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking wires. <laughs> it's not going to be working better or worse. It doesn't know what you have. It's just a wire with sound or video. But that being that, um, turns out that my father got me there because he pulled out, you know, he pointed to this um, 19 inch one that was this kind of grayish blue and it said, you know, had a hookup in the front for video games. You know, it was advertising. It's like, you know, great for video gaming. And I'm like, dude, dad, mom doesn't video game. And he's like, yeah, I know this is for you. So, you know, to replace, kind of replace what was stolen. He uh, got me a new TV and a DVD player. And, you know, that was just kind of a really, really fucking cool thing. Uh, he didn't have to do it. Um, you know, I I was able to get a 13-inch TV and find another VHS player, but, you know, he got me that 19-inch with the DVD player, and I was able to watch movies. I remember some of my first DVD. I think the first DVD I actually purchased was the uh, special edition of Fight Club, <laughs> ironically, uh, if you consider the, the material that it's based in. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that that's just my dad. You know, my dad's my dad in a nutshell, in a kind of like 14-minute wrap-up there. But, um, you know, I, I just want to say to my father that I love you. Um, I love you very much, and I've taken all these lessons to heart. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to point it out a little bit more because I have a little bit more time. Um, so I w there's a couple people that I want to talk about as well. Uh, I don't know if they ever, Oh, I know one of them listens every once in a while. Uh, I want to talk about my friend, Derek. Uh, my friend Derek is, he is engaged to a wonderful woman, Courtney. Um, but she has two kids from her prior marriage and, you know, Derek from what I've seen is just completely stepping up in the, in the stepdad role, um, which is fantastic because, you know, it's it's always good to see when when somebody has care of a child that isn't biologically their own, but they still treat them like they are. It's it's fantastic to see. And, and the other person that I really want to uh, that I want to give a lot of uh, give a huge shout out to and give a lot of props to is uh, Dawn's cousin Sean, who um, 
it's almost same situation. He's married. Uh, his wife, Fallon, has two kids from her previous marriage, and Sean has just completely stepped up as a father figure to these two girls. Um, so, you know, I, I want to say, again, um, you know, being a stepfather is sometimes means that you're the stepped-on father. Um, there's not a lot you could do about that. The kids will usually go to their primary biological parent uh, when you tell them to do something, and hopefully you have a partner who's going to support your decisions, especially if it's a decision that's something you guys had talked about and, you know, it kind of back you up because, <laughs> you know, it's always a good feeling to say that. But, you know, I want to I want to give a lot of credit to these two guys because, you know, being stepfather is not an easy thing, but they are rising to the occasion. And, uh, you know, I just want to say that I love both of you guys because you guys are like setting awesome examples for a lot of guys out there um, taking the reins from uh, the the reins of fatherhood from uh, what were otherly abjectly uh, fucking shitty fathers who these kids had. Um, so I, I, I salute you guys and I salute all the stepfathers out there, all the fathers out there. Um, I hope that you all have a, a fantastic father's day. I hope that, uh, it's filled with whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to have a beer and a burger, <laughs> I hope that you get that beer and a burger. Um, but yes, I, I do want to say thank you. Thank you, uh, to all the fathers out there, um, yeah, I love you. I'm sure everybody who's listening loves their parents, loves their fathers, or whoever was a father figure to them. Because you don't have to be you don't have to be blood uh, to be to be a parent. Um, I, I God, I freaking wish I could remember the whole saying, and I'm probably just gonna look it up really quickly while we're on there. Uh, there's the old saying that uh, blood is thicker than water. Um, Blood is thicker than water. Uh, full quote, yeah. Um, so basically, we always go with the fact of blood is thicker than water, uh, which ironically says that uh, as we know it, um, <clears throat> that means that, you know, your family is is the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the actual quote is, uh, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Uh, so that basically means that, you know, the the friendships and the, uh, the attachments, the people that you bring into your life who uh, are not related but are still family to you, um, you know, they are really kind of, what's important, the, the people who drive you, the people who inspire you, the people who are there for you. Um, you know, unfortunately, not everybody has the uh, the good fortune to have uh, a good family life, and I I feel for everybody who doesn't have that. Um, you know, I can never say that I I know how it feels. I Fuck that shit, I'd, I'd be lying, and I'm not a fucking liar. Um, but, yeah, I just want to let everybody know that, you know, your family is the people that you choose, uh, whether they be your biological family or whether they be the family that uh, that you need, um, the family who is there, who sticks by you. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of wanted to just leave with that because, you know, again, I wanted to, to thank the fathers who are out there who are doing a great job. And, you know, unfortunately, not all fathers, not all mothers are out there doing a great job. But uh, 
that's where you have uh, you have uncles and you have step parents, you have uh, neighbors who are just there uh, to help guide you and you know just really help be a part of your sphere of influence to help you be a better person. Um, so yeah, uh, on that note, I, I just want to say Happy Father's Day to to all of the fathers out there, whether you be blood or not. Happy Father's Day. You are doing a fantastic job. And I love you, beautiful beeholes. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you very much for listening. I just want you to know that you are all special. You are all beautiful. Please take care of one another and good night.